Do you have a dream for your life? Or have you completely given up dreaming? Everyone can create their dream life. And it begins with your willingness to begin dreaming again. Now, here is the host of It Starts With a Dream, coach and clinical hypnotherapist, Bronwyn Smith. Hello, everybody. Welcome to my show. You are watching or listening to It Starts With a Dream. I am your host, Bronwyn Smith, and we are on the Inspired Choices Network. And it's great to be with you today. We've got a great show for you. But first up, I wanted to give you an update on my book. It came out on the 8th of November, um, which was Tuesday for me. And um, it's called Dream a Big Life. And it came out, as I said, on Tuesday with a huge bang. So it became a bestseller in Australia and then um, it became a bestseller in the UK. And when my publisher said to me, you know, where do you want to aim for a bestseller, Australia or the UK? I was like, why not do both? She was like, no, you don't do both. You choose one or the other. And me being me said, no, 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 let's do both. And so um, it came out in Australia first, became a bestseller on the 8th of November. And then at 6 p.m. Australian time, it came out in the UK, which was about 8 a.m. there. And um, by lunchtime, it was a bestseller. So thank you, everybody who purchased a copy of the book. It's done really, really well. It's been really exciting. And there's going to be lots of spin-offs uh, coming from that. And if you did purchase a copy of my book, please email your receipt to bromwyn at bromwynsmith.com. That's bromwyn at bromwynsmith.com so that you can be in the draw for a lovely gift um, or be invited to my masterclass on the 2nd of December, uh, which is completely free. And it's for those people who bought my book on the 8th of November, email me your receipt and I will send you um, an invitation with a Zoom link for the 2nd of December. And at that masterclass, you can come and ask me you know, any questions you may have about money, um, any problems that you may be having with money and you're not quite sure how to overcome them and you would like a little bit of help and a little bit of mentoring. And that's what that masterclass is for. It will be a lot of fun. And just one last announcement. I have opened up my uh, packages for 2023. So if you want to work one-on-one -on -one with me, now is the time to book a discovery call or to send me an email and start getting booked in because I only take about 31 on one clients per year and that has opened up. So the people that email me and or book a discovery call and then um, book in the times that they want to do uh, a one on, you know, some one on ones if they want to buy a package, then now is the time to book it in for next year. They will sell quickly, especially with other announcements I've got over the coming months. So let's get on with the show after all those um, 
fantastic announcements um, and I look forward to hearing from everyone that wants to work one-on-one with me. But let's today talk about who is looking after your money um, and is it you? And so often, especially women, men don't do it quite as much, although I'm sure there are men out there that uh, do let someone else look after their money. And it doesn't necessarily have to be your husband. And this show was inspired by a show I was watching. And as you know, I love watching all the renovation shows and all those sorts of things. And I was watching one of my favourite renovation shows and um, the designer is a lady from Chicago named Victoria and I love what she does. She does some really unusual things and it's really lovely. And one show um, was she was rebuilding a house and um, the house, no work had been done on the house for ages and her business partner was looking after the money and um, then it turned out that, um, you know, there was less money um, or more money than she thought had been spent, so there was less money in the bank account to finish off the show and uh, to finish off the house. And so she talked about this throughout the show about how there was less money than she expected and she had relied on her business partner to do all the financial stuff and I'm not saying he did anything um, that he shouldn't have done but the uh, cost of the property was probably just more than she anticipated which um, often happens and I shall talk about that next week Um, but there was less money and so when she took back control of not only the building of the house and the designing of the house and she took back control of the financial matters to do with the house, um, then it all turned around and the house was um, finished very quickly, um, well over budget, but then they got more money um, when they sold the house than they originally anticipated. So, you know, she spent more money, but she made more money as well. So it evened itself out. But I was watching the show and I was thinking how many people, especially women, hand over control of their money to either their business partner or their bookkeeper or their accountant um, or their husband. And they just, you know, have no idea what's going on financially. And so I decided that I would talk about this today and how it is so important that you always know what is happening with your money. You should never hand it over to anybody to look after. Sure, they might, you know, have a bookkeeping role and put in, you know, how much you've spent and how much um, money you've made that month and whatever, but you should know what the bottom line is. So you should know that if you've earned 50,000 and spent 10,000, that there's 40,000. And you should know that in your bank account, Um, there is that $40,000 sitting there. And um, even if someone's doing the day-to-day, you should still know what's going on with your money. Um, Even if it's money within the marriage, it is still your money. And it's very interesting. I hear some men say, but actually it's my money because I'm the breadwinner. 
and my wife raises the children and looks after the home. So it's my money because I've earned it. And here's the thing, guys. No, she's earned it too. And here's why she's earned it too. Because if your wife wasn't at home looking after the children and looking after the home and making you dinner and washing your clothes and cleaning the house, then you would not be able to go and work for the hours that you work. Some of your the time in your day would have to be looking after the children and looking after the house. So the fact that she does all of that, it allows you to go to work and earn the money. So that's why it is half her money because if you were doing half of what she was doing, you would not be able to earn the money that you're earning. So it's half her money and it's shared money just like everything else is shared it shares it's not your money it's her money too so she is entitled to know what's going on with the money in the relationship whether you know it's not your money and you can't go out and just buy a Harley Davidson motorbike as much as you might might like to, just like she probably can't go out and buy a Chanel handbag that she would like to go and buy. So it's joint money and um, she is entitled to know what's going on with it. She's entitled to know whether the mortgage has been paid, whether the credit card's been paid, whether the childcare has been paid, whether school fees have been paid, whether the electricity has been paid. She's entitled to know that. And she's entitled to know how much is in the bank account. And ladies, you know, this is your money too and you should take control of it. And in my view, if you've got a husband that says, you know what, it's my money, I've earned it, it's my money, then go and get a job. And then say to him, well, that's my money and he's a newsflash um, husband. You can now help half and half with the kids in the house so that I can earn my own money the way you want to earn your own money. So we'll share the household and the children's duties and we'll both go out and work. How's that sound? And then we each have our own money and we know what's going on with our own money. So it doesn't matter who it is, whether it's an accountant or a bookkeeper or a business partner or a husband, you should always know what's going on with your money and it is your money you should be asking the right questions checking your bank account I check my bank account every single day um, I know what's going in and out of my account and you should too you shouldn't just rely on someone else and you shouldn't give anybody else access to your bank account and if your bookkeeper or your accountant needs to look at, um, you know, what's uh, what's gone in the debits and credits um, that's gone into your bank account to do the bookkeeping side and, and um, all the accounting side of it, then you can give them a view only so they can look, but they can't actually touch. So give them a view only so they can't actually touch that money only you can touch the money and um, after all it's your money and it might be a little bit harder it might take a little bit more time out of your day but that is better than any of the downsides like opening up your bank account and finding the 
there's no money or very little money or not as much money as you expected because someone else has dealt with it and they may not have dealt with it inappropriately, but they have dealt with that and they've dealt with it and you've not taken into account that maybe that bill or that bill or that bill had to be paid and you're not taking it into account because you don't actually know what's going on with your money. And so whoever is doing the day-to-day -day with your money should be keeping you in the loop. You should be having a discussion, if not every day, at least by minimum once a week. What, you know, where are we at financially? Who's paid? How much have they paid? Is the money in the bank account? What bills were, you know, are due next week? What bills were paid this week? You need to sign every single check that leaves um, the office. And, you know, if you're doing everything via um, online, then the bookkeeper or the accountant can set it up and then you can go into it and you can um, basically sign off on it. So it's like signing a cheque, but you're signing off on it online. So I will talk more about this when we come back. Uh, you are listening to It Starts With a Dream with Bronwyn Smith on Inspired Choices Network, and I'll see you in just a moment. Many of us settle for our life rather than creating a life we love. Be abundant, be fearless, be mindful, and create an amazing life. Tune into It Starts With a Dream with coach and clinical hypnotherapist Bronwyn Smith for inspiration on how to be your best self and live your best life. Are you ready? Are you ready to create an amazing life? Then join us for It Starts With a Dream with our host, Bronwyn Smith, on Wednesday at 9 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Central, 7 p.m. Mountain, 6 p.m. Pacific, and Thursday at 11 a.m. in Australia on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Are you a subject matter expert? Are you here to share your expertise with an audience waiting to hear from you in only the way you can deliver? Are you ready to have your voice amplified across the airwaves? Inspired Choices Network has a global radio platform streaming to millions of people across the world. Professionally produced and supported by an accomplished team every step of the way, you can broadcast from anywhere in the world knowing your voice matters and we ensure it is delivered with ease and efficiency. Eager to hear your message, the world awaits. Contact us today to become an Inspired Choices Network radio host. Email becomeahost at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. This is It Starts With a Dream with host Bronwyn Smith. To participate in the program, join the live studio audience in our chat room at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. You can also send an email to bronwyn at bronwynsmith.com to work with her one-on-one. -on -one. Hi, everybody. Welcome back. You are watching or listening to It Starts With a Dream. I'm your host, Bronwyn Smith, 
and we are on Inspired Choices Network. And um, yes, now is the time if you want to work one-on-one with me, email me at bromwin at bromwinsmith.com or book a discovery call because I'm now booking in clients um, for 2023. And as you know, I don't work with um, very many clients on a one-on-one every year. Um, So it's um, the first people that contact me and book in, then they're the ones I work with um, throughout the year. So um, if you do want to work with me, now is the time to contact me and um, we'll have a chat. And if you want to move forward, book you in for next year. So um, you know when day one is, rather than thinking one day I'll do that, best of doing it now and um, and getting started and knowing when day one is um, that you're going to change your life and do amazing things. But today we're talking about who is looking after your money. And um, I was saying before the break that, you know, mostly women will hand over, um, you know, someone else looking after their money, whether it's an accountant or a bookkeeper or their husband, um, they're um, quite happy to hand over and delegate, you know, you guys look after my money, pay all the bills, blah, blah, and you don't know where you're up to with money. And then, you know, in A few instances, the worst happens. Someone, you know, takes off with some of the money or all of the money. You should always know where you where you are with money. It's your money. It's the money you have earned, Um, and you should know what bills are being paid, what bills are due, what hasn't been paid. You should know all of those things. And yes, I know you're busy, hugely busy. But here's the thing. Oprah Winfrey is just as busy and she has come out and said she has always, it was advice she was given when she was just starting out as a journalist that never, ever hand over control of your money to anybody else. Always sign your checks. No one else should be a signatory on your check account except you. And so she has, and as far as I'm aware to this day, has continued to sign her own check. She's never handed that over to anybody and she still does it herself. Um, And it's imperative that we all do it ourselves, that we all look after our own money. And I know for um, a a few years ago, a lot of people, men and women, were handing over control of their money in Australia to financial planners. Um, It wasn't just Australians that were doing it, people overseas in um, the UK and the USA and other countries were doing it as well. It had become a thing to actually, you know, hand over control of your finances to a financial planner because they promised to make you more money and if you were living on, you know, $200 a week as a retiree, they'd be able to double it for you. And lots and lots of people lost their life savings. And that happened for a few reasons. No one's going to look after your money as well as you do. No one will ever care about 
about your money as much as you do. That's just a fact of, of, the, of life. That's the situation. It's like, oh, well, you know, we'll double in these shares and we'll double in this new company. And, you know, if it works, they'll make a lot of money. But often it doesn't work. So you don't even hand over control to financial planners. You are much better learning whatever they're going to do. You are much better learning it yourself. So if they're going to put it into um, different shares, it might be, you know, um, a company that builds, you know, big corporate buildings um, or it might be, you know, other companies like banks and um mining companies so learn about the companies yourself and then buy the shares yourself if that's what you want to do if you want to have a shareholding across the board um, then buy it yourself then buy go and learn about companies so if you want to buy into a bank go and learn about that bank is it a good bank what's happened over the past five years who's the um, head of the board of directors, you know, who's on the board, um, what's, you know, what's their background, what do they know, what do they bring to the table, how are they going to make this bank more profitable, what, what are they going to do in the future to make that bank more profitable, that's the sort of things that you need to know, you need to learn about the company that you're buying shares from, um, rather than just going, oh yeah, that looks good, yeah, or giving it to someone else, yeah, I'll give you, you know, my $50,000 or $20,000 life savings and you can make the decision for me. It's your money. Why would you let someone else make the decision of $50,000 or even $20,000 or even $2,000? You've worked hard for that money. Why would you just hand it to somebody and go here make a decision? I mean, would you hand it to me and say, here, make a decision? No, and no, and you shouldn't. You shouldn't hand it to anybody. You might go and ask them for advice, and I'm not saying don't go to these people and ask for advice and don't go and listen to what they've got to say, and they might give you some really great advice and some really great insights, but don't just hand over a whole pile of money. I remember I went to an investment a property investment um, uh, lecture a few years ago and they were saying, you know, we can tell you where to buy, you know, and you don't buy in Australia, you buy in New Zealand and you do this and you do that and we can make you squillions and you just have to hand us, you know, $35,000 and we'll, you know, we'll do everything else for you. We'll choose the property that you buy and we'll do this and we'll do that. And I thought, are you kidding me? If you think you're getting $35,000 of my hard-earned money, you are a crazy person. Um, and I got up and walked out about three quarters of the way through. And the guy that was leading this property investment seminar said to me as I was leaving, like, why are you going? Don't you want to make a whole heap of money? And I, I just, you know, I didn't say anything. I just kept walking. And I'm thinking, you know, I might make a whole heap of money, but I might lose a whole heap of money. And $35,000 is a whole lot of money to lose and I'm not going to give it away 
to some man that or woman that says, I know all about property investment. I know all about it. I can make you a, you know, a whole load of money and I'm going to put some nice pictures on a screen and I'm going to flick through them and I'm going to spend an hour or two of your time telling you how great I am and what I can do for you. And I'm going to skim over the the um, downside of it and hope you sort of miss that and just um, and tell you all the benefits of it because there's always an up and a downside to everything and you need to know what both are. You need to know the downside as much as you need to know the upside so that you can make an informed decision so that you can go, okay, is this for me? Because sometimes the downside, even if it's really slight, that might be too high for you. And that's okay. It's okay for you to go, you know what, I see how I can make, you know, double my money in five years, but I can also see how I can lose my money in five years. And the downside is too great for me to invest. So I'd rather keep my money in the bank. I know I'm not going to make any money there. I know over the five years, my money is going to devalue, but that's what I'm comfortable with. And that's what you should be doing. Let's look at the upside and the downside with everything. It doesn't matter. I mean, if you put your money in the bank, there's an upside highly likely it's secure and it's safe and when you go back next week next month next year the money's going to be there the downside is you make virtually no interest and over a long period of time the money will devalue that's the downside upside safety downside not much money and then you look at investing in real estate, investing in shares. There's an upside and there's a downside. And so you shouldn't just be handing your money over to anyone without really understanding the up and the downside. And as I said, a few years ago, it might have been about 10 years ago, lots of people, mostly retirees, were handing over a lot of money to financial planners like and I'm not saying they're all bad they're you know loads and loads of great ones out out there that really know their stuff and are really good but there are loads and loads of um, financial planners that aren't so good um, and it's hard to tell the difference of which is good and which is bad and I remember about 10 years ago you know a lot of people were saying to me I handed over my life savings you know, I just retired and gave it to a financial planner. They told me I could make more money um, with their investments than I would have made with my own investments. And, you know, a couple of years later, they found that all the investments had gone down and all their money was lost. And that was that. And they trusted these people. And it was a really big deal over here. And um, I know it was a big deal in other countries as well because, you know, I saw um, the articles from overseas as well. So it wasn't just here. So that's another reason, you know, who is looking after your money and it should always be you. It shouldn't be um, a, a business partner 
or a bookkeeper or an accountant or even your partner um, or a financial planner. It should always be you. You should be looking after your money. You should know what's coming in and what's going out. Um, and you should know what bills are coming in. You should know whether the invoices are going out in a timely fashion or whether they're not. So if you are in business and you've just finished a job, has that invoice gone out? How long did it take to go out? You should know this. Um, you should know whether invoices are going out within 24 hours or seven days. How long do people have to pay? Um, is it a week? Is it two weeks? Is it 28 days? Is it 30 days? You know, um, how long do people have to pay your invoices? Are those invoices being followed up when they're not being paid? This is not paperwork. That's what people say to me. Oh, but that's paperwork. I've got someone else doing my paperwork. Money is not paperwork. Yes, I understand money is paper, but it's not paperwork. What is in your account is not paperwork. It is money, cold, hard cash. And I'll talk more about that after the break. You are listening or watching um, It Starts With a Dream. I'm your host, Bronwyn Smith, and we are on Inspired Choices Network. And I'll be back in just a moment. Many of us settle for our life rather than creating a life we love. Be abundant, be fearless, be mindful, and create an amazing life. Tune into It Starts With a Dream with coach and clinical hypnotherapist Bronwyn Smith for inspiration on how to be your best self and live your best life. Are you ready? Are you ready to create an amazing life? Then join us for It Starts With a Dream with our host Bronwyn Smith on Wednesday at 9 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Central, 7 p.m. Mountain, 6 p.m. Pacific, and Thursday at 11 a.m. in Australia on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. How wonderful would it be to carry your favorite Inspired Choices Network host with you throughout your day? Well, now you can. Inspired Choices Network now has its very own mobile app. Our free app offers live streaming shows along with thousands of podcasts and TV episodes. Our shows cover a wide variety of topics. Whether you're waking up with us, carrying us through the day, and taking us to bed with you, we're always here for you to enjoy. We're easy to find. Just search for Inspired Choices Network in the Apple App Store or Google Play Store. This is It Starts With a Dream with host Bronwyn Smith. To participate in the program, join the live studio audience in our chat room at InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. You can also send an email to Bronwyn at BronwynSmith.com to work with her one-on-one. -on -one. Hi, everybody. Welcome back. You are watching or listening to It Starts With um, a Dream, and I'm your host, Bronwyn Smith, and we are on Inspired Choices Network, and today we're talking about who is looking after your money and I was saying um, earlier and before the break that so many women hand over control of their money and it is women more than men. Men tend not to. You know, some men do, but much fewer men than women. Um, I think 
it's much more of a female thing to hand over control of um, your money and you shouldn't it's your money and it doesn't matter you know if you're handing over control to an accountant or a bookkeeper or a business partner or your husband or a financial planner or even your father I mean in days gone by hopefully not now but in days gone by you know um women used to hand over control of their money to their father and um but no more unless you're underage of course um but no more or britney spears poor britney spears with that father um i felt so sorry for her but that's a whole different show but you know ladies you should all have control of your money or you should know what's going on with your money you know if you are a stay-at-home mum and you're looking at raising kids and looking after the home that is a huge job and don't let anyone say it's my money because they're the breadwinner no 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 no. it's your money too because you are staying home and looking after the house and raising the children allowing them to go out and work and earn an income you know if they have to start work at 7am in the morning and so they're getting up at 5.30 or 6. You know, if you weren't there, what would happen to the children? You Probably they can't even get to daycare before 7.30 or 8 in the morning. So what would happen to the children in that hour, hour and a half? Who'd look after the kids? If you were out working or if you were on holiday, if you weren't around, who would look after the kids for that hour and or hour and a half a day? And then the same at the other end of the day. You know, if someone's working overtime till six or seven at night, then it's you at home looking after the kids, allowing them to do that. And when they walk through the door, they've got a nice hot meal cooked. They've got the house clean. They've got their clothes washed. If you weren't there doing all that, they wouldn't be able to spend as long at work making money. So that is why and how you are contributing to them being able to go and make money. So don't let anyone say you're just because you're not just anything. You're just a housewife or you're just a mother. Very important roles in our society. And that's the answer to that. Someone says that to you, it's a very important, probably the most important role in our society, um, being a mother and being a father. Being a parent is hugely difficult and really, really important. So, but if you are running your own business, then you should know what's going on with your money. You should know that what's being spent, how much has come in, what invoices have gone out, what invoices have been paid, um, and, you know, what bills are coming up, what the payroll is for the next week or the next month. Is there enough money in that account? Um, I've, you know, when I've, it's daunting when you first start your own business. I remember when I first started my own business and it was absolutely daunting. I was working such long hours just doing the legal work 
that the accounting work just, you know, I pulled my hair out for the first year and then I employed a bookkeeper. And I thought I'd been really good with keeping up with money coming in and, you know, I thought I'd been really diligent with her. And um, she said to me, the first thing I'm going to do is go back, you know, what because I'd only been open about 12 months at that stage. So she said, I'm going to go back through every file and every invoice, make sure every file's been billed, um, every invoice has been sent out, every invoice has been paid and the money is in our account. I'm just going to reconcile basically the whole office. And that's what she did. It spent, took her about a month and she reconciled the whole office and then she got, you know, a, um, a, a bundle of files and a bundle of invoices and she's like, these files haven't been invoiced yet, like I just missed them, and these invoices haven't been paid yet. So she invoiced the files she got the paperwork, you know, she got the invoices that hadn't been paid, paid. And we had quite a lot of money in the in the bank because of that. And um, I mean, I'm going back sort of 20 years now. But I from that second on, I was, you know, even more vigilant. And I really worked with um, this fantastic bookkeeper I had. She was fantastic. She was lovely. And um, we would work together, you know, I you know, would give her the file as would every other lawyer in the firm. They'd all give her the files when they were finished so she could go through them, invoice everybody, send the invoices out and then make sure the money was, you know, had come into the um, into the firm. And then every week she would say to me, you know, this is our expenses for the next week. These are our wages. This is what we've got to pay. The electricity bills in the rent. We've got to pay the rent. We've got to pay this. We've got to pay that. And so she would make a list every week. And then she would tell me where we were at financially, what, you know, what bills had to be paid and how much money I had in the bank account and whether I had enough money to pay everything, which is the most important thing. So every week on Monday that I'd walk into the office and she was the first person I saw, my bookkeeper, the most important person in the office. Other people would say, we need to see you. And I'd be like, no, this woman needs to tell me how much money we've got in the bank how many bills we've got to pay this week and where we are financially. That half an hour conversation on Monday morning was the most important conversation of the week because I knew then, fine, we've got enough money to pay everything for the week or, you know what, there's a shortfall and um, we need to have a look at what files are being finalised this week that can be billed and that can go out for payment. So it was the most important conversation of the week. And then on Friday, she would give me the invoices and the checks and I would sit down Friday afternoon and I would sign them so they all went out and everything was paid by the end of the week. So you really need to understand what's going on. It's not a task that you can give somebody else as much as you might like it. It is a cumbersome thing and you might think, my God, you know, I just hate doing anything with, you know, with accounting. We always think it's accounting, but it's not. It's money. Your invoices equal money. I have one client early on and she came and she said to me, I said, you know, what's the issue? And she said to me, I hate invoicing. I was like, what? 
And she said, you know, I've got a really successful business. Clients really love me. I love doing the work. She said, I hate sending an invoice. She said, I'm embarrassed. I'm embarrassed to send an invoice. And I said, why? She said, I don't know why. I'm just embarrassed to send an invoice. And I said, but do the clients love what you do? She said, yeah, 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 they love what I do. And I said, you know, do you charge a lot of money? And she's like, no, I'm sort of average within my industry. And um, she just hated in hated invoicing she felt like she was asking somebody for money it was like hi can I borrow $50 or can I borrow $300 and I was like you're not asking anyone for money you've done the work you have an agreement they have rung you up and said can you do x y and z work for me and you've said yes and to do that work I'll charge you $300 And they've said, okay, that's a great price. I'm happy to pay that. So you've done your side of the bargain. That is, you've done the work. And their side of the bargain is to pay you the $300. I said, it's just an agreement. They know how much they're paying. And before you start, and you know what work you've got to do for that $300. If you have to do more work, then you tell them, you know what, I thought it was, you asked me to do this, but actually there's this, this, this and this. And so that's going to be another 50 bucks. So it's not going to be $300, it's going to be $350. You're not asking anyone for anything. You are just asking them to fulfill their side of the bargain after you've fulfilled your side of the bargain. It's a bargain. You do this work for this amount of money. When you have done your side of the bargain, it's now up to them to do their side of the bargain, which is paying you. And so that's all it is. And that's how you should think about it. I used to love invoice day. And, you know, yay, this is the day that I go and say to my clients, I've done work that you asked me to do. And now, can you please pay me what you said you would pay me? And so, and that's all it is. And you're just reducing it to PayPal. You know, this is what the work I've done. And this is the $300. And here's the invoice. And so you can keep your money in order. Um, and then if, if you could pay me. So that's all it is. It's money. It's not accounting. And you need to reframe this in your head. It's not accounting. It's not something anyone else should be doing. It is something that you should be on top of. Even if someone's doing the day-to-day work, even if they're putting through the debits and the credits and they're seeing what the balance is, you should equally know what the balance is. And you should know whether the the Um, ledger that says you should have $40,000 or whatever amount in your bank account, you should know whether you've actually got that in your bank account. So if the ledger says you should have $40,000 in your bank account, you should know whether you've got $40,000 because if you've only got $20,000, there's a problem. Or if you've got $50,000, there's a problem. You either haven't paid something or you've paid too much or money's gone somewhere. This is your money. You should know where it is, regardless of anything else. You should know where your money is, what's happening with your money, um, all of your money. So, and the only way to do that is to work with the people that you've asked to do the paperwork. That's putting the debits and the credits in the ledger 
they've been asked to do that, but you should be working with them knowing what's in your bank account and what has and hasn't been paid. So on that note, we'll go to a break. I'm Bronwyn Smith, your host. You are listening and watching It Starts With a Dream on Inspired Choices Network. I'll be back in just a minute. Many of us settle for our life rather than creating a life we love. Be abundant, be fearless, be mindful, and create an amazing life. Tune into It Starts With a Dream with coach and clinical hypnotherapist Bronwyn Smith for inspiration on how to be your best self and live your best life. Are you ready? Are you ready to create an amazing life? Then join us for It Starts With a Dream with our host, Bronwyn Smith, on Wednesday at 9 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Central, 7 p.m. Mountain, 6 p.m. Pacific, and Thursday at 11 a.m. in Australia on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. This is It Starts With a Dream with host Bronwyn Smith. To participate in the program, join the live studio audience in our chat room at InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. You can also send an email to Bronwyn at BronwynSmith.com to work with her one-on-one. Hi, everybody. Welcome back. You are watching or listening to It Starts With a Dream. I'm your host, Bronwyn Smith, on Inspired Choices Network. And uh, today we are talking about who is looking after your money. And we're discussing, you know, when people... um, get somebody else to handle their money, whether it be um, you know, a, a partner or whether it be a business partner, an accountant, a bookkeeper or a financial planner. And so this show's been about you need to know what's happening with your money at all times. You need to know whether invoices have gone out, whether the invoices have been paid, whether the bills have been paid. You need to know all of that. Whether it be in your business relationship or in your personal relationship, you should know what's going on. If it's in your personal relationship, has the mortgage or rent been paid? Has the electricity been paid? If you're not physically paying it, and your partner is physically paying it, then has it all been paid? And how much is coming into the house? Um, is there more than you thought or is there less than you thought? So what are the what's the earnings in the house? Um, and you're entitled to know what your partner's earning just as much as he or she is entitled to know what you're earning. And sometimes I've um, seen and heard that, you know, the husband will say to the wife, so what are you earning? You know, and he knows exactly what she's earning, but she he has no idea what he's earning and that you know just shouldn't happen if he wants to know what you're earning that's fine but you need to know what he's earning too so you know what's coming into the household because once you get together and you get married and you have a family it's household money it's not your money and his money it's household money even if you keep it separate I know couples that keep it separate and they have an agreement I'll pay this list of bills and you pay that list of bills and then we keep our money what's left over from our pay we leave and um you know that's an, and that's fine but all the bills are paid and they check with each other yes i've paid my bills this month yes you've paid your bills you know that's great everything's been paid and we can move on for the month but they still check 
It's not like they they it's a set and forget. They do say, has everything been paid? And they do check with each other. And then they whatever's left with their pay packet, they just, you know, invest and um uh, in whatever they think is appropriate. And if you are getting investment advice, you need to check what um, where your money is going, what the investments are all about. You know, are they brand new investments or is it a, a blue chip investment? Is it something like, you know, a bank or a mining company? What exactly is it? You need to know. If it's a startup, you know, what's a startup? Someone was telling me that they were offered a startup many years ago. I think it was um, Easy Pay or one of those. Um, one of those types of businesses and um, it was the first one ever to be started up in Australia and um, they knew the people that were starting up and, and they said, you know, would you like to invest in our startup? And a friend of mine said, no, 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 no. It was too high risk. And um, they, so my friend said, no, no, it's too high risk. I'd prefer not to. But a couple of people that, um, that my friend knew they actually did invest um, and they made an absolute mozza. They made a lot of money. But it happens, you know, one out of every 100 startups or maybe even more, one out of every 1,000 startups, you know, they they just land, they make a whole lot of money, but so many fall by the wayside and, you know, your money goes with that. So you need to know exactly what you're investing in, um, even if you're taking the advice from other people go and check it out for yourself go and have a look and say is this you know is this good for me is this a good fit for me it might be too high risk for you and that's okay you've got to do what you're comfortable doing and next week I'm going to be talking about you know being a flipper property flipper now a lot of people um, don't think it's high risk they're quite comfortable doing it and there's a lot of people that go wow it's too high risk um, and it depends what country you're in doing something like that you know in Australia you're shelling out hundreds of thousands of dollars sometimes millions of dollars uh, to buy a property let alone to fix it up and then you know flip it so I'll be talking about that and that's why too high risk for some people and it's not for other people so it's about balancing your risk but you should always know what's going on in your um, financial stage you should always know how much is in your bank account what bills have been paid haven't been paid it shouldn't just be handed over blindly to a third party and for you never to look at again because at the end of the day it is your money it is your money. It's not, oh, the business's money. Might be the business's money, but it's your business, which makes it your money. So you need to know what's happening in your business with your money. Because if the business is yours, the money is yours, and the debt is yours as well. And so you need to stay on top of that and you need to be proactive with it. Have a weekly, you know, conversation with your bookkeeper, a monthly conversation with your accountant, what a, you know, weekly conversation with your husband if you're in a relationship, 
and you want to know about the household finances. But it should be, these conversations should be open and, yep, I'm going to know all about them. So I really hope that that has absolutely helped you today and I really hope that you change the way you think about your money because that's what it is. It's your money and it's how you think about it. And, of course, mindset I talk about in my new book, Dream a Big Life. Um, I'm very grateful to all of you who bought it. If you haven't yet sent me a receipt to go into the draw for some lovely gifts, please email it to bromwin at bromwinsmith.com um, and um, it needs to have been bought on the 8th of November because it was um, a draw for people who bought it on um, the launching day, which was the 8th of November. So if you haven't emailed me your receipt to go into the draw, then please email it to bromwin at bromwinsmith.com and also to everybody that bought a book, whether it be a paperback or a Kindle, it doesn't make any difference, um, then you will all be invited to a masterclass on the 2nd of December where you can ask me anything about money. Um, alternatively, I'm just opening up my diary for next year. And if you want to come and work with me one on one in 2023, now is the time to email me at bromwin at bromwinsmith.com or book a discovery call on my website. And we can have a chat, see um, whether we're a good fit together and um, exactly what you need and what you're looking for. So don't delay because I don't take a lot of one-on-one -on -one clients. Um, as you know, I only take about 30 a year and um, there'll be lots of um, other things that I'm going to be doing next year, which I'll announce as they're coming up. But the one-on-one um, -on -one time is being booked out now and um, for so it doesn't matter when you want to start in the year um, what package you want to go into there's a number of packages and um, um, <laughs> someone's just said she's really brilliant with money hence her book um, I, I must say I do like talking and teaching about money it's um it's one of my favorite things to do because I know it can really change your life uh, but um the you know one thing you really should do is buy my book um it's got it's I like to say it's small but mighty it's completely packed full of stuff and people that have read it have said to me you know I just tweaked here and there um what I was doing and I've made a lot more money and some said you know look I did a couple of things thinking I might save, you know, 20 or $30 a week and I've saved $75 a week. They just couldn't believe it. Um, and I said, you know, how is um, you know, the things that you change? They said, oh, I don't even notice the things I changed. So I just changed them, you know. Um, one of the big things is people are saying to me that, they used to buy coffee every morning or two or three coffees during the day at a cafe and they now make them at home or at work. That was one of the things I said to do in the book and one of the things I do, um, I 
said it in the book because I did it and I knew how much money it saved me. And um, and they were like, I can't believe how much money I'm saving by not buying two or three coffees from a cafe every day, but making it at home or work. And it was like, and I said, and how do you feel not having a, a coffee at a cafe? Oh, no, I don't care. It hasn't really changed my life. I just want the coffee. And yet they're saving a lot of money. So I hope you um, have a really great week. Um, email me um, or book a discovery call to work one-on-one with me in 2023. I hope you have a wonderful week and um, really go and start looking after your own money. Take that power back. Have a great week, everyone. Bye now. Thank you for listening to It Starts With a Dream Show with Bronwyn Smith. Arrange your one-on-one appointment today with Bronwyn via email at bronwyn at bronwynsmith.com. It Starts With a Dream with Bronwyn Smith returns on Wednesday at 9 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Central, 7 p.m. Mountain, 6 p.m. Pacific, and Thursday at 11 a.m. in Australia on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Until next week, dream big.